Pop. That's us now. Go now. <laughs> Guys, welcome back once again to part two of Deepak Shukla interviews Craig Campbell on the Craig Campbell show. Uh, Craig, I had, a, I had a really cracking time with you um, last week when we got together and spoke about your journey with, you know, transitioning from, from, from agency life into the world of speaking and talking a little bit about the affiliate side and just asking you, I guess, some, 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 some questions about, you know, your journey and, 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 and what you've been through and why you left the agency space behind. I guess that, look, the timing seems really pertinent. What with the state of the world? First of all, I want to know what have you been hearing kind of from your, from your network about the coronavirus and how it's impacting people in the SEO space? It seems to be the most obvious question I need to ask. Um, I mean, just just now, um, I've had an email where the European Search Awards, which is where I was going to be a judge, that's been postponed. Um, you know, networking events, conferences are being cancelled. But obviously, that's all good and well, and I totally get that. You know, people need to be safe. Um, but what is really um, worrying is the amount of people I hear having to lay off staff um, and uh, losing clients and stuff because clients are obviously panicking at this stage. Yeah. and cutting budgets and and whatnot <coughs> however there's always a flip side to it i've got a guy that i know who um lisi or hires out fitness equipment okay and the guy basically phoned me at two minutes past nine this morning and said craig put a message on my website every time someone fills out a form that we cannot service them for 14 to 21 days we are literally all out of stock uh, so his business has went through the fucking roof, yeah. Um, because everyone's clambering to get you know yeah. a treadmill or whatever. Probably guys like you who are fitness freaks, not so much guys like me, but um, <laughs> different kind of fitness. Uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, you are um that type of guy. So he's done really well. But yeah. as I say, sadly, um, you know, a lot of people are a. Uh, you know, having to lay off staff and stuff like that, and and you know, this is this is like a, a problem with the agency model in general, right? Because we were speaking about it like just last week, and you know, I'll, I'll be open and say, guys, like I my my business has been decimated, right? I've lost, uh, I think, coming up to the seventh client, which which obviously speaks to the uh, vulnerabilities of the businesses that I take on board, right? Weak businesses in moments like this, you know, well, I say weak businesses, there's fucking huge businesses that are failing at the moment. The whole travel industry is just not flying anymore. So um, I guess the, the, the question that I've got underneath this is, what is your take then? You're, you're, you're an agency owner land. You've just got absolutely murdered because you've got like multiple clients in, let's say, the travel space or the retail space. And at the very least, clients are pausing or not spending more or even you're like, and this really applies to any agency in general, right? Because there's there's like, 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 like my cousin works at, you know, some of the bigger agencies like Wavemaker and Media Reg and these and he's like, yeah, all of the clients like Orange and he's like, they're stopping all media spend because they're just waiting until this stuff passes. What does, in your opinion, the savvy entrepreneur do who has a SEO or marketing skill set in an environment like this where they're like, you know what, my clients just got like fell, fell out of the sky. What do I do now? I mean, you, you're going to have to very quickly pivot towards something else that can make you money, um, you know, and, you know, it's not going to be happening overnight, but there's always going to be a weakness. There's always going to be vulnerable op uh, opportunities arise when yeah. a situation like that comes up as well. Um, <coughs> of course, people are going to stop media spend. That doesn't mean the world stops buying online. For example, 
you know, my Amazon websites, the, the sales have went through the roof because people are obviously at home and checking shit out. And I don't know why, but, you know, they're, they're increasing. So there is going to be a demand for online sales of some description. Yeah. Um, and you very quickly have to turn your hand to, to doing that. And, you know, even for someone like you, um, you know, you could, you know, you've got assets, you've got skills. Um, I'm pretty sure that somehow you could turn your way into getting some training on the go or helping out other agencies who are maybe struggling in a consultancy role or, you know, there's a million different opportunities yeah. where you can easily, you know, pivot towards that um, because business doesn't stop. I think, you know, this two or three week lockdown or whatever it may be, um, you know, people are panicking, <coughs> stopping their spends and stuff, but they, they will come back and they will spend I just, again. I just, I, just, I just heard you cough. I, I've not yet. The corona can't be passed through 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 a web interview. I fucking hope not. Otherwise, <laughs> I've had this cough for about two years, and I don't even smoke. Um, that's the worst thing about it. But um, are you self isolating at the moment? No, well, kind of forced into it, yeah. but nah, yeah. I'm not self isolating as such. Um, yeah. I've had yeah. this yeah. cough for way way longer than the corona's been there. I think it's when I talk, I just get this little tickle, like the back of my throat, like something's uh, weird. Um, it's probably a question you're going to be getting a lot now. People are very paranoid. Well, it's, 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 the, the reason I actually asked that is because I feel that there's a parallel. People are paranoid in business as well, and they're like, you know, the whole world has collapsed. And there's quite what what's quite reassuring about what you just said is that be rational, be reasonable. Business is still happening. There's a lot of business still happening, but you just need to, you know, get out of your normal seat because the seat's not there anymore. It's like, you know, I get it. See, for a local business like a roofer or whatever, times are tough and, you know, people are not going to be going out buying roofs just now or anything like that. Um, so their kind of businesses will be impacted. What's the point in having paid search and all of the kind of other marketing going on? What I would say to anyone, though, is, I would be beating the drum that, you know, just now for, from an SEO point of view, um, now is the time to double down and really, you know, put out some good content and everything else that's going to work towards a better future. By, yeah. all, by all means, don't, you know, do paid ads as much as you probably were because people are not buying as much. But I think you can certainly use this two or three weeks to double down. And, you know, for, for the likes of me, I'm going to smash out loads more videos, loads more podcasts, you know, loads more blogs, and put that that to good use, which is going to then benefit me in the long term. By all yeah. means, I won't make less money in the next two or three weeks. So what? You know, it's. Uh, I think everyone's in the same boat fundamentally right now because um, common sense. I, I mean, I mean, because what's your opinion then on? Because I'm also reading about people saying you know reach out to clients or try a different approach, etc. And I'm thinking that. I don't know whether it makes sense to try a completely different initiative right now in this period or like what's your what's your take on that? Because that's like some some of the Facebook chatter that I've been seeing as well. Um I, I mean I certainly wouldn't do that. If a client um has to, you know, strip back budgets because they're panicking or shitting themselves, you turning up and saying, Hey guys, I've got some email marketing shit going on and you know, trying to force that down their throat you're going to kill the client off forever. You know, the, yeah. the chances are they're going to say, you know, do you ever stop? Like, just stop just now. We're in panic mode. Chill the fuck out for a few weeks. 
yeah. and uh, you know do that. So I wouldn't be over you know going in and trying a different tact as such. Um, I think you know remain. I, I've never been one for you know that hard sales pitch. A hard sell, yeah, um, yeah. And I think it would irritate people if Deepak says, right, paid ads, just go on, but yeah, come and buy this. Um, people are going to see Deepak, you are nothing but a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. Off and, you know, potentially lose that client. Whereas you might lose their money for two, three weeks just now, and then they'll come back to you and say, Deepak, you know, we're, we're out of this coronavirus situation. Let's ramp the spend up again. Everything's good. Um, but also... Yeah. For anyone who doesn't really watch what the government and everything else are saying, there's going to be grants and stuff like that coming out as well and hopefully uh, be able to help small businesses uh, survive or be able to take a hit. Um, just now there's going to be like 10, I think I've heard there's 10 grand for very small businesses and up to 25 grand for people who have a rateable value of under 50 grand. So there's going to be grants there available which would hopefully tide you over and make yeah. sure that you don't have to hit the wall. And what I would be saying to people is double down on your agency website. If you've got staff, see what grants are available and utilise that two, three-week time and make your website the best it can be because... That seems to be well. That 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 really seems to be the sensible sensible advice. And, and I just wonder, like, because underneath that, there's that whole thing that a lot of people um and this is not even about agencies uh people in general like you sound in in many respects uh, a lot more like a long-term thinker now as to you know the approach you're taking and certainly you know i look at kind of the stuff you're doing with the speaking and what was quite interesting was that you weren't looking at it from a direct response perspective you're like i'm not going to you know uh, host at a particular event or i'm not getting onto a podcast to make money directly from that business it feels like there's a lot more about the craig campbell brand that you're trying to build right now could, could you I, i'm just curious like why like why not why not just focus on stuff that kind of brings in like cash immediately what's what's uh, what, what what's your thinking on all of that because you could, right? You could, right? <laughs> Listen, don't get me wrong. I have sold courses. I've done this. I've done that. And I can bring in cash um, relatively quickly. But I think it's a combination of, you know, I'm not strapped for cash as such. So I don't need to do that. Um, two, I think long term, people respect you more if you're not, you know, I'm trying to give something back as well. So when I speak, I'm trying to offer value to people as well. Um, and if they want to use me and I can help them in some way, by all means, if they don't, you know, that, that that's also good. Um, what really pisses me off is the amount of bullshit that's out there in this industry. And I think if I can try and stop someone from wasting, you know, three, four years of their, their time going round in circles doing the same shit that I've done, where I could maybe advise you slightly yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To, to kind of avoid those pitfalls, then what are the top what are the top three kind of bullshit things you see at the moment that kind of frustrate you, without being specific about anything? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole you know SEO industry in general. You know, talking about you know we're white hat and you know there's no such fucking yeah. thing white hat. You know, people are manipulating shit day in day out, and regardless of what you say, you're not white hat. I hate agents, not agents. I don't hate agencies in general. That's, by a, that's, that's more that's more of a sales thing, isn't it? Really, the whole yeah. white hat thing. It feels like, yeah. But 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 what I hate is hearing guys talk who say I would never do this, and then you know fine well they're doing that anyway because they bloody buy links and they do that from different vendors yeah. that I'm friends with, yeah. and 
You yeah. would think about that. Just seeing one thing and doing another is just really bloody annoying. Do you, do you, do you, do, what's interesting about what you said is uh, we, we, the advice that, that what you're doing today with building your brand. Would you advise that for someone who's just starting out, or would you not? Would, are, are you now coming from a space where you know what, Deepak? I'm comfortable enough that the coronavirus, of course, has made it quieter for for everybody, including myself. But 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 building a brand comes at a time when you can take care of cash flow because one of the things that you see with a lot of guys just starting out is that they 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 have a non-existent brand and then they struggle with the sales side. And then I think that, well, if you've got no brand, people are going to look at you and be like, who, who the hell are, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a question I commonly get from people that are native Indians. They're like, Deepak, how do I sell? And I'm like, dude, I look you up and I don't know way to distinguish you from being another spammer guy because I'm like, I don't know. But so, so what's your kind of advice with if you're just starting out and growing your agency? Is it, what do you focus on? I mean, for me, and this, this applies to websites, I think, in a way as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's not just when I say brand. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, the affiliate site that we were discussing, like what's what's the core focus in your in your view? Brand search or, or personal search or something or like money? Um, it's got to be a mixture of both. Obviously, when you're starting out, you have to earn money to be able to then build a brand. Um, you know, when I started out, it was all about the money, how many clients I could get. Yeah. Um, and so on. I think the brand thing always comes further down the line. And if you look at anyone, you know, we've all, even yourself, you know, yeah. <coughs> you were a nobody. And now you're getting, you know, a bit of exposure on webinars and everything else. And Agreed. the brand thing comes up, and then people are saying, "Oh, Deepak, I like him. I like the way he talks." Or you know, he's crazy. Or you know, all of these kind of things. Um, your your brand kind of happens as a kind of natural progression. I would say, you know, at the start of anything, do not go out and try and claim to be this big experienced guy because you've got to go through, you know, all the mistakes I've made. And I, you know, I, I'm still way behind in terms of brand compared to some guys. Um, but when you speak, people start to believe in you. They can see, you know, the pain in your eyes that you've, you know, fucked up. You know, I've had a bankrupt agency. I've had this, that, and the next thing. You know, it's not all success stories. And um, I think, uh, you know, that forms a brand at, at the end of the day when you start to speak or you get that yeah. natural progression and then people say do you know what craig's been there he's now an old git and uh, <laughs> probably someone we want to lean on for a bit of advice um, well, what i like about your history and what i want to ask you about actually is um the journey that you've had you're you're, you're very i mean you're you're, you're there's the, 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 this whole history of quite rich experiences behind you and you spoke um just now about that, you know, Deepak in the beginning has got to be a bit of a mixture, I think. And and you know what, we've all we've all made mistakes to a degree. Um, and 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 brand comes as a consequence of being open about those mistakes and and building it out. Do you think that you spoke of in the last show that we had? And guys, listen back to the last show if you've not yet. Um, the first interview where I talked to Craig about his history. One of the things that you spoke about was suffering from depression and and being anxious a lot. Was that in relation to the cash flow, or what, what? What was the biggest thing at that time that was, do you think, causing you to, um, you know, struggle? Yeah, I think it was a combination of everything. I think when you're running an agency and you'll be able to relate to this, if you, you know, when you're starting out and you've you've got no money or not money, but you say you've got ten. I'm just going to say ten grand for a, yeah, a round figure. Yeah. 
say you've got 10 grand worth of clients coming in and you've got, uh, you know, client budget coming in and you've got 9,995 overheads, you know, in terms of paying staff and paying for your office and everything else. All it takes is for one client to um, pull the plug, not paying time, and your cash flow shot to fucking bits. Um, and, you know, and we'll all know that clients don't always pay in time. Some yeah. pay after 30 days, some 45 days. And, you know, I think my whole thing was I used to work until 4 a.m., um, you know, wow. from, from like 8 in the morning to like yeah. 4 a.m., trying to build a business, trying to do everything. And, you know, as I said to you, I was a control freak. Um, I couldn't then switch off. So when I was going to my bed, I was waking up, you know, I forgot something. Um, cash, you know, wasn't always good. You know, you always had people not paying and you were shitting yourself um, in terms of being able to pay people. Um, and then you obviously had the catalogue of other problems that come with an agency, you know, managing staff, managing clients and all that kind of other shit. Yeah. And yeah. If you do that for a prolonged period of time, it does impact you. Know, I don't care who you are. Um, if you put yourself through the mill, you will suffer from anxiety, depression, whatever yeah. it may be. And, you know, part of my problem is um, when I do something in life, whether it's, you know, playing you at ping pong or yeah. anything, yeah. I want to crush you to death. I want to win everything. I'm a passionate <laughs> guy. And that's just something I'm born with. Yeah. And it's same with an agency. I was, you know, killing myself going, I'm going to crush everyone. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to be the next big agency busting my balls to do it, and then then becomes a point where uh, your health starts to get affected. So lack of sleep, yeah, you know, yeah. stress. And, and obviously I was part of that, the biggest part of that problem, whereas I wouldn't delegate out as well. I was a control freak. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was all new to me. And as I said to you, I went to hypnotherapist to try and relax and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, it caught up with me. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to see it. I wasn't that guy that was going to throw myself off a bridge or anything like that. But, you know, I started to then have... Sounds like it was tougher. It sounds like it was a tough period for you, man. It is. But if you let yourself, you know, get into that position, I was just basically starting out and then I was just pushed and pushed further back, my back against the wall. And I had all, you know, everywhere I turned, there was just staff problems, money problems, you know, delegation problems, process problems, clients being bastards. Um, was there was there time for a person? I mean, I know that you've got you've got a little one now and that you're you're, yeah. you're a happy camper. Was what what was the status quo then with your personal life, or was there deep out there was no personal life? I mean, there probably wasn't as such. I mean, I'm lucky my wife actually stayed with me, <laughs> um, but she used to be like, "Craig, you're working." Like, so you two were together then. You were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, listen, she said to me, "You, you know, at various periods throughout that, you need to watch. You need to watch." Um, and even when I was going on holiday and stuff, Deepak, I was. Uh, Working in holiday, I would do like three or four hours in the morning and get up at 7 a.m., try and do everything, try and catch a bit of sunshine. And then, you know, when it got to four or five in the afternoon, I'd sit with a beer and try and do some more. So I wasn't even getting a holiday. And oh, I wow. think that's that's where... <coughs> and, and listen, I'm a fighter. I wanted to fight for having an agency and we all do it. You yeah. know. But me personally, I started to then crumble with the anxiety. Yeah. A few years of put myself through hell um, and there was no time for exercise. There was no time for a real life. I couldn't switch off. I, I couldn't do certain things, but I was advised by the people that I was going to see, like 
Uh, they said, take emails off of your phone, Craig. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, work nine to five. Then when you go home, don't have your laptop open. You know, sit and play your PlayStation or go. This is this, this this is amazing advice. <laughs> um, so it's uh, because what yeah, happened wow. was I was getting emails from people, and it would be like eleven o'clock at night. Um, and what would happen is someone would send me quite a rude email, like "Why is your fucking rankings dropping? If they don't pick up, you know, we're going to kick you into touch." And uh, that's eleven at night, and I'm jumping up. And I'm going, oh, you bastards. And I'm saying, fucking, look at this, look at that. I've done this for you. I've done that for you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm up at 11 at night in a rage sending that email yeah. back. If I didn't open, if I didn't have emails in my phone, I wouldn't see that. And I could deal with it at between nine and five in the morning, you know, during business hours. Um, so <clears throat> there's a lot to be said for the kind of small tips that then helped me get back on track. Um, because, would you recommend that some of these tips now i mean i almost yeah. feel like we should ask you what are your based upon your experiences of running an agency what would you say are your top top five tips for reducing stress and anxiety um, maybe it, it doesn't even relate to agency just in just in general in business general. i think yeah um, one thing that really worked well for me was i got an app in my phone called wonder list which allows you to do have yeah. a do list on your phone um so my um hypnotherapist person said to me when you get something in your head at night craig she said get a pen and a bit of paper and write it down and then it goes out your brain and you go to sleep yeah. um i've got wonder list on my phone so i, put I it love i love it i've got it as well <laughs> so um i've got that so if it's like you know chase up deepak for you know um, you know, a podcast or whatever, then I'll put that in there and then I can forget about it. Whereas if you don't, you're sitting in your bed and shit's going through your head. You can't sleep and everything else. So that wonder list or Number or one, similar. wonder list. Yeah, um, brilliant. <clears throat> two, um, you know, try and stick to a normal uh, working hour routine. Um, I think the work-life balance, I know a lot of people say it and people say, oh, that's bullshit and stuff like that. You know, being able to switch off from work is vital for your mental health um you know i know you do have four crazy shifts and whatever well, I'm but i mean i i i agree though i mean i'm by five o'clock my brain is fried and i'm like i, I just need to chill, chill the hell out until exactly. like 9 30 when i go to bed so it's like four hours where i'm just like i'll hang out uh, please continue i mean i i because I, I i don't want to um i don't want people to look me up and think that deepak completely does the opposite like i i start <laughs> early but then I, I'm like mentally done by about five. The starting point is is not a problem. If you feel that you're more productive at that time, great. But I think there always has to be a period when you go out for a drink with Ross Tavendale or you play your PlayStation or you yeah. know, go out a jog or you know, all that I mean, I think you you have quite a fairly healthy lifestyle anyway, in terms of you know, I know you're proactive um with, with your fitness and stuff, and I think that's vital. Um, to do that so make sure that you're not working like a dog you know 24 7 uh because it will catch up other things um it would be delegation do not be that control freak you have to delegate to people you have to lean on other people no successful business is run by one man you know they, these that one do you think man you're better at it now do you think you're better at delegating than you used to be because oh. i know that you said you're a perfectionist how do you feel you are now hundred percent. Listen, when you delegate, um, no one's ever going to do the job the, the exact way I want it done. Um, you know, I thought I could pick holes in anything. Um, but, you know, realistically, 
I I do have a team and I've got you know a business partner there who deals with all the reporting, the invoicing, and all the shit that I hate. And you know what the the model that I had when I was um, you know suffering from all these problems and the model I've got now is night and day. You know, ninety five percent of the stuff that I hate doing is done by another person now, and that includes um, invoicing, all the kind of reporting stuff. Um, and content writing and everything else, you know, all of that kind of garbage is done by someone else, and um, and I feel a lot better for it, and I've got a lot more time, and I can be a lot more relaxed. It's it, yeah, it's it, it's it sounds like you're in a in a in a in a lot better place now. I think in in, in comparison to before, and and I guess I just I just I just wonder the the well no not not I wonder I I, I recall the 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 point that the other point that you said that was really interesting. Do you still have emails uninstalled from your phone? I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, that- I, don't, I don't have an email on my phone. Um, so, Would you yeah. recommend that then? Also? 100%, 100%. Because you, what you have to do is identify what triggers you. What, what was infuriating me was getting an email. Or not infuriating me, by the way. There were some emails that used to pop through at 11 at night, and I would just jump on and do it because, you know, it prompted something in my head. So... You know, this guy emails and I'm going, fuck, I jump on the laptop and I'll do it right now so that I don't have to do it tomorrow. Um, so this it wasn't is amazing. Always, uh, I mean, you've probably done it yourself. Like, someone oh, I still do me. it. I still do it. Like, you, you you don't expect to get it, but you check because I have it. And then a client, you know, the last 30 days, as you know, it's been hell for me because I'm getting cancellations and I've got a lot of non-UK clients. So I get someone saying, Deepak, I get it on like a fucking Saturday and it ruined a good four hours of my Saturday because I... That's client number fucking five, and yeah. uh, so so you, I mean, I, I feel like I'm getting therapy now, guys. Just full disclosure. <laughs> so um, you, so number one was Wonderlist, or basically an ability to take out what's in your head and put it away and outside of your mm-hmm. head. And and practically speaking, with something like that, is it that Deepak? I still do that now at like 10 p.m. I have an idea because I have ideas and I write it down and then I kind of forget about it. Is that is that a process that you followed when you were? like feeling stressed or and, yeah. and that you stick to or is it kind of it kind, kind of comes in comes out no I, everything that i've implemented um in terms of being able to de-stress i still do to this day wow. um, because they're there for a reason but also i'm going to tell you a quick story um, yeah. i was at a same rush event last year yeah um, in portugal and they always bring value because basically we all go to uh, this thing and we, the same rush want our feedback and developing the tool and everything but as part of a kind of gift from same rush they always bring like a a top guy a top speaker or whatever it's going to be to to educate us yeah this guy called dave allen um and this guy is all about um is that the getting things done guy yeah the getting things done guy so they brought him um, and he done a talk, and it was pretty much the same kind of stuff. Like you can, as a human being, your brain can only really hold four or five ideas before you start to yeah rest. So Dave Allen's thing is getting things done. He does it in a relaxed manner where your brain can only hold four or five things, and then you know if another four or five things come, you forgot about the initial four or five. Yeah. So that that's where he talks about apps and you know processes and different things to to help you avoid that mental stress because as humans we are thick as shit you know four things you know go to the shop for milk um you know do the washing 
phone my girlfriend and uh, clean the car. You know, yeah. after that, if you start asking me for other things, something's going to get forgotten about. And Dave Allen's book, I've also got that. Dave Allen gave us a signed copy of his book and everything else. But he came and a lot of the guys, and Ross Tavendale was one of them, but loads of the guys out there, experienced businessmen, were all jotting things down like, I'm going to implement this, I'm going to implement that, yeah. and I'm going to do this, that, the next thing. And Dave Allen, <coughs> you know, he's not doing anything... Uh, you know, groundbreaking in terms of, you know, there's a special trick to it. It's all very simple processes that just, yeah. you know, and it makes sense when he says it, that a human can't remember more than four or five things because your brain's cluttered at that point. Yeah. He's talking about, you know, decluttering your brain yeah. by using the technology yeah. that's out there. Um, so, Again, you know, smart guys like Dave. Obviously, I, I dealt with this before I had met Dave. You know, with, well, I think with, your advice is telling. I think that you know, I mean, I I, I want to give full credit to and that. For me, is one of the interesting things. I mean, it sounds like, to be honest with you, Craig, some really amazing things came out of that whole kind of therapeutic process that are going to live with you forever. I almost feel like, I mean, are you are you thankful for that whole process because of what you know now about managing just life? <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, everything comes down to experience. You know, I was a, a young guy, um, you know, faced with trying to run a business um, and I had no education in terms of running a business, never really gave it any kind of research or thought. Yeah. I just found myself as an SEO with staff in an office um, and, you know, I'm going to be a control freak. I want to be in control, you know, and I certainly wouldn't, uh, That that's just in my nature, but I think... I, Certainly things happen for a reason and it's part of the overall learning curve that I've had. You know, and of course, mistakes happen from it and, you know, things happen that are not necessarily nice to have. Um, but, yeah, you know, it makes you a better and a stronger person and, uh, you know, going forward. And, and as I say, I can implement things now to try and have a much less free... Well, what I love that's what I love about the advice you're giving is that there's these practical things that you've attached to it. So Wonderlist has been huge for you. You still, to this day, correct me if I'm wrong, don't have email installed on your phone. Yep. So then practically, does that mean... At, do you, so to practically, to check your email, you have to, of course, go to a laptop and log in and check it. Is that correct, right? Just, yeah. just, just yep. clarity. And then is it still correct that you do a lot of business via email? Of course, yeah. I do a lot of business okay. via email. Um, <laughs> I, I, it sounds like a stupid question, but it's just because um, I know that there's that process it involves where you have to sit down now and be at your laptop. Um, and, and then do you then not check? Has that stopped you checking email outside of work hours or is it the case that it just massively reduced it, Deepak? And 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 like talk talk us through that experience because I don't think I know of a person. Do you know of anyone else who doesn't have email installed on their phone? Maybe you do um, know a few. No, I don't really know because anyone I say it to, they look at me as if I'm a weirdo. <laughs> you are a weirdo, but you're a fucking yeah. genius as well. So I wanna <laughs> I wanna I wanna just unpack this because I'm positive. A lot of your do you, have you ever shared that on any of your podcasts? No, never, never shared that okay. before. I, I, I want to, I mean, I want to do a whole thing on it, but, but this is because it's weird in a really, really interesting way because I can see immediately how that would declutter your, like, what was the effect, first of all, of removing it from your phone? I mean, it got me into working harder nine to five because obviously when I wake up at nine in the morning, 
um, or, or whenever, um, the first thing I've got to do is go through, clean my email bo- uh, inbox, and then action, you know, someone's asked a question or, you know, whatever it may be, I've then got to spend the first hour or two, you know, doing my work. But I, I know I'm finishing at five o'clock. So it makes me more productive because I know I've only got that short period of time. Whereas prior to that, I wasn't giving a shit. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'll get that email later on when I'm eating my dinner. You know, I would eat my dinner and still be doing emails and stuff. So, you know, <coughs> it kind of focused me more if you if you yeah no it makes sense it makes sense do you think that it lost you money or made you money or the same be honest um i mean the 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 output's still the same you know i was still replying to people i'll tell you a story actually one day um i was really stressed out and someone sent me an email on a sunday night at like 10 o'clock yeah and I, I wrote a message back saying, don't and fucking the- dare. You know, it was quite a rude email. Don't fucking dare message me on a Sunday night asking for this, this, and this. Um, and the person went, Craig, calm down. I was only sending it on Sunday night in the hope that you would action it like on Monday morning or Tuesday morning or whatever. And that triggered to me saying, Craig, you are reading way too much into this. People, someone else might want to send emails on a Sunday night. Um, but I just took it as if they were expecting me to work on a Sunday because night. Because that's, that's the way I think a lot of us are, right? Because we live in this world where it's instant messaging. If you, like, read like read receipts are everywhere now, right? There's no platform yeah. where there isn't a read receipt. And and the idea always is, is that I've sent a message to Craig. Craig has read it. If Craig has not read it and I see that Craig is responding to other people or his Facebook is active, is the bastard then just ignoring my messages on purpose or is he <laughs> turned it off? Like people have all of this psychology that goes on, right? It's 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 it's, it's a weird thing. And um I think that, you know, for a lot of people, work has become and and, for, and I include myself in this, right? Because I, I wake up at half four, but my challenge is is that I will still check my email because of the fucking habit. And then it sidetracks me because I'll get the wrong email. At or at the wrong time, and 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 is it the case then that you at the weekend don't check email, or are you quite disciplined then after like yep. six p.m. after whatever it is? Yep, I'm very disciplined. I have no interest at all in opening up that laptop. Um, and I've told people that as well. The, the business hours are, you know, anyone that I talk to or deal with or whatever. Um, <laughs> Business hours are Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't give a toss. Listen, sometimes I'm bored on a Sunday and I'll look through and I'll clean my email box up. However, um, I think in the last email I said to you, I've got a tool called Follow Up CC. Yeah. It allows me to schedule emails. So if I'm sitting on a Sunday board and I want to reply to someone, I can make that message send at like two o'clock in Monday afternoon. And I'm quite... Um, into doing that because if you start emailing people on a Sunday, they start to expect it. Um, so I think, you know, cleverly using technology and automation in some way, um, you know, just it just gives that client in their mind, you know, that this guy doesn't reply on a Sunday and that's it. It's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I wanted to I wanted to focus upon this because I think that there's a lot of people that would be like shocked about that in in, in 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 quite a positive way to be honest with you because it sounds like it hasn't impacted your business in a negative way i mean it sounds no. like you know what it, not not at all okay okay brilliant so we've got um we've got wonderlist we've got the delegation we've got the email um is there anything else that you think that's been instrumental 
Yeah, one other thing, you know, I do a lot of training courses and I'm friends with a lot of people in Facebook. And what I used to do was get people asking me business questions on Facebook um, through, you know, private message. Now, I don't mind if you message me saying, Craig, do you want to do a podcast? I don't mind that at all. But what I was doing was getting an influx of, yeah. people, Craig, I've done your course. Can you answer this? And I'm like, dude, this is my personal Facebook. Like, don't come to me on a Saturday and expect me to do it. There is a process for this. You put in a support ticket um, and that's it. And I'll reply to that when I'm ready to reply to it or one of my team will reply to it. Um, so I try and make sure that anyone I deal with doesn't talk to me about business and stuff on Facebook as well. I want yeah. to have one, one line of communication. I've got loads of guys that want to talk to me in WhatsApp, Skype and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there isn't, I, I close down as many of those portals as I can. Now I've got I've got Skype, I've got WhatsApp, and I joke with you in WhatsApp and stuff like that. That that's more of a personal thing than a than a business thing. But in terms of you know people I train or people who want to do business with me or whatever it may be, <coughs> they, there has to be one or two points of communication. And by all means, I can jump on a Skype call with someone. By all means, I'll reply to an email when when you know the yeah. time appropriate. But I don't have everyone messaging me from multiple sources because, again, I think that can get you down. If people are WhatsApping you, um, you know, Facebooking you, text messaging you, um, skyping you, and everything else, um, I think your your job's just a joke if you've got that many lines of com communication with a client or whatever it may be. Because you know yourself, you must have had it. Yeah. Someone doesn't get you in WhatsApp, so they'll come after you on Skype or Facebook or you know emails everything starts going fuck fuck that that's too much and and how do you um manage a process where you because you have all of those channels and obviously people connect with you um do you do you are you do you have a, a black and white process that you follow or is it case by case or is it deepak for 90 percent of the time I, I i just politely say sounds great send it on email sounds great send it on email sounds yeah. great just do that. Send it an email, and I've got not many people have my mobile phone number. I make sure that everyone um, comes through the office phone, and <coughs> nine times out of ten, um, it's my wife that answers the office phone anyway. But nine times out of ten, she can delegate that to someone in the team. So if someone wants to talk about, you know, what what's involved in your training courses, Craig, then it will go to to the relevant guy. It doesn't come to me. Yeah, ninety so percent of all the shit that I get anyway through all of these kind of channels could be delegated to someone else. Um, so again, I make sure that they come through the office phone, try and keep my personal mobile number, you know, to, to as few people as I possibly can. Um, is your, is your, is your team remote or are you all together? Because with your team is the communication a bit different. Do these guys have your like WhatsApp and Facebooks? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have an office, um, and there's seven of us in that office, um, and you know th that's it. You know, if someone phones and they talk to my business partner, then he's, he's sitting, you know, right next, next to me. Um, so I can say to him, like, "What the fuck went on there?" So I think that's important. Um, I have got you know remote workers, uh, content writers, and whatnot as well, um, and I communicate with them, you know, through probably one or two different channels that, that it depends on the person some people prefer skype some you make a distinction of course from <clears throat> people that aren't qualified because people within your network that 
work with you or for you or you know that you've got a friendly relationship like you and i have yeah then 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 the, i see what you mean I know. I think that, you know, I think that, you know, I'm again, I'm learning some stuff here. I think I'm going to delete my email from my phone. I'm going to try it for today until Friday. After we get off this call, uh, I'm going to just delete my email and see what happens. And uh, emails once every three, four hours. What's the need for you to sit there and get distracted, you know, by something that pops in? Say you're writing a blog post and you're, you're you know, you're you're enthusiastic about it, and some yeah. pops up with some guy saying, where's my report, Deepak, or I'm cancelling. You get pissed off, that blog doesn't get done, and that's it. It's a distraction. Do you, do, you, do you have any other apps that you've deleted from your phone as well? Um, nah, just the email one. I've still got Facebook and all the usual crap on there, um, TikTok and all that shit. <laughs> I probably could be doing with deleting some more, but the email was the, the main the key actually the e- for me. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, I think I, I think that that's absolutely brilliant. I think that's absolutely brilliant. All right, so we're, we're moving into the final five minutes of the the, the show. I'm going to ask you what what what, what I'm going to ask you um, a final round of questions. Some of the things I've got in mind. Are, are you so, Craig? Are you still getting tattoos, or are you not getting any more tattoos? No, I'm still getting tattoos. Um, not sure what though. I've kind of ran out. I've got my both arms done right up yeah. top. I've got all of my right leg done. Um, so I'm probably going to go for something across the chest or on the back. Next. Okay. Um, do you, are you do you are you scared of getting tattoos when you get them? I'm scared of getting it. I find tattoos yeah. still painful. Yeah, they, they are painful as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I use numbing cream, so yeah, um, which um, eliminates a lot of the pain. But um, yeah, I love I love tattoos. I love the look of them. Um, and I can see obviously you've got them in some sore ass places as well. Yeah, it's but not fun. I'm a big woman. I scream and I scream like a bitch. Oh, when, when um, I'm getting tattoos, and my tattoo lady absolutely hates it when I come in. She's just like, "Oh no, uh, oh, we got the screamer." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so the uh, the, the next question that, that that I've got is: Have you ever considered? Um, so, are you born and raised in Glasgow? I actually never asked. Yep. Did you ever at any stage consider moving to a different city for work or otherwise? Was that ever on your agenda ever, if at all? No. Uh, okay, love no, good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to move to Portugal. Um, you know, that's one of my favourite places in the world. But the wife comes with a big family. Yeah. Um, and the mother-in-law stays five doors down from me. Yeah. So, um, and it, listen, it's, it's got as good at it's, it's more good points than bad points, so I'm quite happy staying yeah. here, even though the weather's absolutely okay. <laughs> Tell me about a um personal habit that you're trying to form at the moment. Like, what is Craig trying to work on? And I'll ask the same question professionally, but what's kind of a personal habit that you're currently working on that you're trying to build? Um, trying to eat better <laughs> and get some more consistency going to the gym. I'm the type of guy who goes to the gym for three weeks and then stops for three months, um, which is why I'm always probably going to be a fat bastard. But <laughs> I need to, I need to try and get more consistency with that because, um, you know, my my father had a triple heart bypass recently, and uh, just when you get you know, he's 65, and when you hear that, you start to think you have Six, to... 65 is quite young, really, isn't it, these you, days? Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to look after your health, and, you know, it's something no money can buy um, is your health. So I think it's something I need to be a bit more okay. conscious of. Okay. Um, okay. That. No, well said, well said, well said. And what about professionally, then? Is there something you're working on right now? 
that you can share that 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 that, that, that the audience might not know that's interesting that you're uh, legally <laughs> legally allowed to share legally allowed to share um i'm currently writing a book which is going to be out in august i think um, so yeah i got a company um approached me and wanted me to write a, a book on seo um and they, they've got they, they are a publishing company and they wanted to utilize you know my knowledge and their writing abilities because uh obviously like i don't know if i could write a book in my own <laughs> yeah, yeah. A professional publisher in some kind of structure yeah, um, yeah i'm doing that and it'll be my first experience of a book and i'm more doing it again not for money um i just want the experience i've been yeah. able to, i've done a book and it was a pain in the ass or it was good or whatever so we'll see yeah, what yeah. new experience and, and the final question then is um if in 10 years from now there will rather yeah if in 10 years from now when when, when people would uh be like talking about the craig campbell brand or you know who is craig campbell what what how do you envision them seeing that what is it that you think what would, would you'd like to be said in a pub they'd be like oh have you, have you checked out that craig campbell guy and they'd be like oh who's he how do you think that conversation would end i just hope that people would think i was as quite a helpful normal guy um you know i think it's always nice to be be liked by people um, how would it change from now because i think that people probably already say that I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> You're like deep out. You don't know me well enough yet. <laughs> it's, people say I'm like marmite. Some people absolutely hate my guts, and uh, others, you know, appreciate you know maybe the angle I'm coming from. And as I say, I, I, I think it, everyone wants to be liked, and I think if, if yeah. more people than not said, "Good guy," you know, helpful, and and you know was honest and genuine, and and wore his heart in the sleeve, then I'd be a happy man. Do you think that you'll change some of the criticisms that people make about you to in order to get there? Um I'm not I'm not going to change as a as a person. I think, you know, as time has went on, I think we, we spoke about it in the last webinar, people have maybe looked at me and thought, this guy's a maniac, you know, with the tattoos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more they get to know me, they're like, you, you're actually not what I thought. And I get that quite a lot. People are like, you're not exactly what I thought. I thought. <laughs> and uh, and as I say, hopefully people's perceptions do change as, as time progresses because, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a, a reasonably nice guy and yeah. um, all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Uh, listen, I think that was a, is, a, is a great answer, and you know, I, I I am looking forward to seeing in 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 ten years, mate. Just 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 make sure you do do all of the fitness stuff, so we're both still here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but Craig, thank you uh, so much for your for your time, mate. I I had a lot of fun talking to you, and um, I will catch you uh, on on the other side, my friend. Good man, thank you.